welcome to Friendly Firecast number 11. I'm Leo from Survivor, and with me today is... Gaetano from MMGN.com. And Nathan from MMGN. And Nathan is a first time on the Friendly Firecast. Oh, you've never done this before. No, but I have. I thought you'd replace me in the many ones that I've missed. He'd appeared in the background, but oh, he's okay. never actually spoken. I've lurked. He's our co-producer. I've lurked. <laughs> One of the 40 that yeah. we have. So, um... As usual, we're going to open up with what the secret sound was from last week. Did you guys have a listen? Uh, I di- I'm going to say that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to, but uh, I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. Well, we'll play it for you now so you guys can have a refresher. There you go. So do you mm, know what it I'm is? I'm stumped. <laughs> I'm stumped. I have no idea. Nathan? Not sure at all. <laughs> Well, I don't think we had anyone guess this week, so unfortunately you don't win whatever thing we would have made up on the spot, but it was the noise of when you pick up a treasure in Uncharted 2. Oh, I did hear that. I did hear that. Now you... Now yes. that I've I said... didn't know it was Uncharted, but I did hear that, and then Ben said it. Ben's not here. He's in San Fran checking out Defiance. Mm. Yeah, see. That's and uh, that we can talk about that, but I don't really know anything about that game. But anyway, he's like, oh, I think it's Uncharted, and I said it wasn't. But yes, it was right. <laughs> what was Uncharted 2? So, of course, stick around till the end and then we'll play a new sound and you won't guess again, but we'll put it in there anyway, because it's fun. Sure. So, what have you been playing this week? Gaetano, you can go first. Uh, I've been sticking with Aliens, to oh, be honest. It's really? so embarrassing. I still play multiplayer. I think it's not bad. Is the multiplayer alive? Um, yeah, I haven't had issues playing, getting into a game, unlike another game that was released this week. <laughs> but um, I, I got into, I get into games straight away. It's not as smooth as say Call of Duty, but yeah, it's not bad. I enjoy it. I like that there's kind of two halves to every game. You play as the salt, you play as a colonial marine, and then you play as the alien. And I'm a big fan of the original mm-hmm. Aliens versus Predator, so I'm kind of playing that. And what else? Uh, that's it this week. Just Aliens. Yeah, I've been waiting for Tomb Raider, but I haven't been able to get my hands on it because someone else is playing it. Uh, ben. That? Uh, That'd be Ben. He's not even here. Well, he's kept it for himself at home to not play for this week. He rewarded himself after playing Aliens and reviewing it. That's, yeah, what, yeah. that's, what, that's his words. Ouch. Well, he said he almost quit gaming from Aliens. <laughs> that's, that's very harsh. That's very harsh. The, the campaign is just terrible. But yeah. uh, the... Um, Timegate Studios, actually, the guys who helped Gearbox with Aliens, they recently got laid off. A couple of yeah, a few, 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 few people lost their jobs, which Sorry. is not good. But yeah, we didn't know they outsourced it until after the game was released. <laughs> which is pretty bad. Like, we're Gearbox, we made this game, and then it's released, and it's not very good. Oh, what do you make it? We outsourced it. <laughs> well, maybe that line will crop up more often. That's pretty disappointing. Anyway, what have you been playing, Nick? Uh, I've been... Going back into my JRPG cra- craze, I've been playing. New back York. into it, you never left it. No, I left it for a bit. <laughs> JRPGs are the sort of games you can have a big, you know, couple of months playing, and then afterwards you just get so sick of the anime haircuts and crazy grinding that, uh, yeah, you can't play it anymore. I've been playing Nino Kuni, just trying to hundred percent that, and I've been playing Tales of the Abyss on 3DS. So those are really good. But I'm um, looking forward to Tomb Raider. JRPGs. Anybody got time for that? Is what I reckon. <laughs> just, I don't. I can't. I can't put 30, 40, 50, 60, 120 hours into a game anymore. I'd like to, but yeah, it's not. I, I have to do it in short bursts. Like, that's why it takes me so long to finish. I, 
I say I haven't got the time, but then I'd put like days worth into a Call of Duty game. That's what I mean. I don't play Call of Duty, so that I don't play it anymore. I don't have. But I would have in the past. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what have you been playing? I've been playing Tomb Raider. Okay. <laughs> and I've been playing uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma Two Plus on the Vita. How's that go? It's good. It works well on Vita. Um, I mean, the camera is a bit iffy, but I'm not. I've never played a Ninja Gaiden before, so I don't know whether that's a hangover from the console ones or not. But that camera's a bit frustrating sometimes and um, it's weird like sometimes if you go into a menu or you do a special move it'll just be I don't know for two three seconds it'll be really really low res afterwards and then it sort of comes back okay. I, I don't know why but it's really bizarre like it'll just be it's all crisp you go into the menu you come back out and it's fuzzy and then it sort of comes back um, crisp again it's just really weird is it uh, worthy of the R18 rating? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what worthy means, but you do like you are mostly. Well, so far, I'm sort of probably a third of the way in, I guess. Mostly, you fight other ninjas, but there are some monsters and stuff. And you do, you know, you cut off arms and legs and heads, and you can cut them in half. Nice. But I haven't really seen that much blood. I mean, there is blood, and I get, probably. I mean, you're dismembering people, so. Probably. I, I heard that the because um, that that's an enhanced port of Ninja Gaiden Three, isn't it? Because uh, oh, oh okay so yeah because I heard uh, after playing Ninja Gaiden three um, and coming from one I just thought it was like turned down a lot so maybe they've they've um, sort mm-hmm. of hyped it up for the for the port yeah maybe well I mean yeah it's just you chop you chop people to pieces and blood and stuff goes everywhere the most annoying thing is the dogs there's these <laughs> dogs with swords in their mouths and they're like they don't take much to That's kill but they really really do a lot of damage and I just, I don't know I thought this game, I thought it was supposed to be really hard series, but I'm playing it on the second hardest difficulty, and I haven't really had that many issues. Okay, sure. I, in relation to the R rating, like, going from playing God of War Ascension, or the demo at least, which is rated R, and then sort of comparing it to a game like that, that is just so bloody and so gory and ripping off limbs and everything, and it, it seems like they're kind of on different levels, so that, that would suggest that the R rating is quite broad and that you don't really have to have all that much in your game now to get an adult rating. I think that's I think that's probably a good thing though because there's so yeah. many games that used to be MA15 that should have been, R- been yeah. MA15. And, yeah, no doubt. And obviously I think we said that last time obviously they had good representation enough to convince people to put it in MA15 because it's a big enough game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and smaller smaller companies who wouldn't have had the money or the backing or whatever to to go through the process and make sure that it gets approved, mm-hmm. end up with refused classification. Yeah. Which is just like with uh, the old, the other AVP from this generation. Yeah. Like that was brutal. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. And it got through with any got, problem. Well, it got refused. Oh, no, it did. And then yeah. they appealed and then they managed to convince them to do it. But then other things like Left 4 Dead 2, where... Which they took everything out and made it not very fun. Very inconsistent because the first one wasn't that... I mean, it was gorier than the first one, but it wasn't that much of a stretch. No, so. was, I think that they kind of took the whole cutting off and shooting off limbs and heads to a whole new level in the second and one. And because they, the they didn't call them zombies, they were just infected people. So yeah, yeah. I, it just frustrated me. I yeah. mean, I remember playing that and just thinking, what is this game now? Like, yeah, it was like a bad old PC game from like yeah. late 90s sort of thing. Yeah. And then I'm playing GTA 4, you know, at the same time, and I'm thinking, why isn't this... Well, I was modified, but you yeah. Know. Well, I can, you can, so. ju- I can, 
You can guarantee that the more and more games are going to be R-rated from now on. Like the, this today came out that the new Dead Island Riptide that's going to be R-rated. Um, I I can I will bet my life on GTA Five is going to be R-rated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you probably even things like that you wouldn't expect, like probably even stuff like Watch Dogs and stuff like that. You're going to probably start pushing up into R, like the more. Yeah. There's actually a JRPG. Um, I can't pronounce its name. It, it's it's from NIS America who make this CGO and stuff like that. That was rated R recently, and it's in other countries. It's it's, it's like M or not PG. It's very it's mature. Yeah. So that that's a sort of game that you wouldn't expect to be R all of a sudden. Now it's mm. you know. Well, maybe it's, it's sort of like a reflex, like a reflex action. Like they're flexing this new muscle that they have, and yeah. kind of like reflexively, like oh, well, now we've got this, we should use it. And maybe That's over time, over time we'll see this like now we'll see this sort of big spurt in the beginning, and then over time it'll sort of like bring itself back down to a level where it's more even. Yeah, I think uh, context matters as well. So like people say that you know why was a game like GTA Four just allowed into the country, no issues, but then a game like Left 4 Dead gets banned. I think that in, in a game like GTA Four, every action that you made. Every action, you probably hear that, anyway. Every action that you made, there was a consequence. So if you killed someone on the street, there would be a consequence in the game. Whereas in a game like, say, Manhunt 2, for example, the whole objective is to go around killing people. Yeah. And the context is very different. And No, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I still think that they could probably loosen up a bit. Yeah. As if to say, well, yeah, this is a violent game, but do we really need to restrict it to adults? But, yeah. We've got a... Uh... I think we've got some we've got dinosaurs. Something, you know, we're in the lost world, but that's fine. But yeah, I totally agree. Like, um, I think I think Ninja Gaiden does deserve its R rating just because the majority of the game is just killing. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all you're doing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know what's going on up there. Someone's moving around tables and chairs, and it's very distracting. But anyway. Anyway, um, what else have I been playing? And I also started playing Sonic Dash. Okay. The new oh, iOS. It's yeah, pretty much yeah, yeah. This is just Temple Run, but Sonic. But I mean, Sonic was doing that in Sonic Adventure before Temple Run existed. Anyway, it's fun. You yeah. Sonic. You run forward. You collect rings. You slide to dodge yeah. stuff and jump and. Sonic for the train. I uh, would have liked to have been playing SimCity, but that's another uh-huh. story. And yeah, and Tomb Raider, obviously, like I said, but that's. We've talked about Tomb Raider, and it is awesome. Great. Really Lara's awesome. back. She is back, but I just the, today they came out that they're bringing out DLC, but it's map map packs for the multiplayer. So oh, okay. That was just a big meh for me yeah. because I've played the multiplayer. I was like, I'm, I'll give it a go. I need to see what it's like, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's just but yeah, it doesn't stand. It doesn't do anything that makes me want to come back and play it more. Like Uncharted, it, it's similar to Uncharted, except Uncharted was more fun. I don't know, there's something about the Uncharted multiplayer yeah. that's yeah. more engaging and more compelling, a lot more fun to play, whereas. The Tomb Raider one's just kind of, it's there, and sure. it doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I guess in the news for this week, the big one, you want well, to take this, it away? Well, this has only been today, been today and yesterday, pretty much, because the game SimCity launched in the US on Tuesday, which would have been Wednesday our time. Their servers have just been crippled, they haven't been able to handle the deluge of players that had trying to play the game and I guess this is sort of like a lesson learnt when you're kind of making a game, releasing a game that 
is so reliant on online connectivity and you can't even support the game to the point where people are actually able to start playing it, yeah, I think it's pretty disappointing. Well, do you think that they might have learnt something after the Diablo 3 launch? Yeah. I mean, not that they're the same company, but they would yeah, have yeah, seen yeah. what Activision Blizzard went through with that and sort of, I don't know, maybe they might have prepared a bit better. Yeah. Especially because this is SimCity, like it's... It's massively anticipated. It just yeah. dumbfounds me though, because SimCity is like it's not a very. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not a multiplayer-based game. No. Well, at least in the past it hasn't. You know, I used to play the old ones back when my computer could take it. So it's just a bit of a, it's just dumbfounds me how like you have to be online, you have to have a you know online connection that must you know put off so many people. And look what's happened with the issues. Yeah. I, um. It. I think that what they're trying to do with the online bit is. It's not a bad idea, it's actually quite interesting, it's appealing, you know, this idea of creating like an industrial city or a gambling city and then being able to hook that up with another city that all your tourists come from or all your investors come from or all your business comes from. It's actually a really good idea rather than just sort of having a map and then leading a road to the edge of the map and then the computer saying, would you like to have some sort of relationship with the city off the map? And you didn't really interact with them, so maybe that interactivity will be really good, but the technical it, needs side to, of it needs to start working. Yeah. It needs to start working. And the forums are just going crazy with it. And yeah, it's just a real shame. Real shame. And I've been telling people on our forums just like, well, I guess just wait until after the weekend to see if it's fixed and play it then. It's not the end of the world, but at the same time... Well, you want to buy it, a game and you yeah, want to play it. You, yeah, want, you want it for the weekend and you want to play it when you have mm. time and then... You know, if people were working, if people work, then they're going to have to wait. They're going to miss their weekend where yeah, they could yeah, have been playing. Yeah, looking forward to Then it. they might be able to play after work. You know, the whole point of the game coming out is to have that first initial sort of like burst of game, game time. And yeah. I think a lot of people are probably going to be turned off. They might, you know, you probably find a lot of people will try and get refunds or not even bother. Well, some people have. I know there's a few threads on the EA forums, which have actually been really fun to read through. But people that have been contacting customer support saying, I want a refund, and they can't really say anything besides, look, we can't give you a refund. We're sorry, but we just can't give you a refund. We'll give you 15% off your next Origin purchase, but we can't give you a refund. Yeah. And people are understandably very frustrated because they'll be like, well... And, the, and then there's also a few... I've, I've watched a few video uh, reviews on YouTube, people saying how they've... They pre-ordered the game, and the copy of the game that they had stored on their computer isn't working. They've tried; someone's tried to buy a new copy and download another copy with the same account or something, and it's ended up working. So pre-order copies seem to be rendered just unplayable. Whereas, if you get a new copy of the game, it works. This sort of stuff it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like people shouldn't have to put up with that on launch. And I mean, there's like another one floating around on Reddit. Um, a complaint, some guy screenshot a moderator of EA um, or representative talking to him in the forums, he just asked for a refund and basically the uh, EA rep uh, banned him from the yeah. forums and used some other context but he didn't know that he was screenshotted so now he's all over Reddit but um, you know, while I think... He shouldn't lot, do it anyway. He shouldn't do it anyway. While it's a lot of whining and I think that the banning was wrong, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to hit EA for a long time now and people are not going to let this go, so. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just odd. Well, I don't actually own a PC, so I'm like, by the time it's released for Mac, it'll <laughs> be resolved and I'll be able to play it fine. Surely they'll release it on Mac sooner rather than later. Like 2018. It'll take ages. No, I'm thinking like before the end of the year, surely. Well, yeah, they said that it's 
I I would think maybe like one or two months, maybe like. I would have thought Mac that that game would be very suited to the Mac market, the audience, especially professionals that use Macs for whatever reason. I would think that they would love a game like SimCity. Yeah, I agree, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't it's work. Turn off. But hopefully, by the time it's released for Mac, you would think that they will have their server issue solved. So maybe I'll be yeah. able to play by then. And I don't think Mac users are going to crash the servers. No, <laughs> I don't think there'll be many. Anyway, not that many. Mm. Um, so I mean, guess if you've bought SimCity or pre-ordered or whatever, like send us an email at friendlyfirecast at gmail dot com and tell us about your experiences with it because. We'd be interested to know if anyone actually got to play this week. I see a few people have been getting on to Eastern European servers, which is pretty funny. But that, like, the lengths they have to go to yeah. play the game, like, yeah. it's just not like, everyone would pathetic. go that way. Like, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, if you have to, like, obviously, like, what are they sending up proxies and stuff? Yeah. I mean, if you have to go that far to play the game, there's something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, next up is that there has been talk of a reboot of the Tomb Raider movie series. Which is good news, because the original one sucks. Well, Angelina Jolie made it fun. <laughs> yeah. And there's, yeah, there's some, there's a young James Bond in there as well, I didn't know Oh, that's that. right, yeah. Didn't realise he was there. He, she pulls off the accent as well. Yeah, she does. She does, surprisingly. It's a very thick British accent. Well, um, Crystal Dynamics have said in an interview with the Variety magazine or paper or website yeah. that the new movie is going to be based partially at least partially on the new game so it's going to show a younger inexperienced Lara Croft and that they're working closely with I think GK films or something to mm-hmm. develop the story and everything so rather than just license it out they're actually going to have some input into it mm-hmm. do you think they'll involve Camilla the girl who voiced well I asked the question on Twitter and Facebook and everyone just said Jennifer Lawrence would be Lara Croft. Well, that's, that's kind of going down the, the Angelina oh, Jolie path. Jennifer Lawrence. Well, she's the chick from The Hunger Games. That's right. Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner. Too old now. Yeah, no, no, you're yeah, right. Yeah, she, would be, she would be really good But for I her, thought actually. that the, the girl mm. who did the voice, she would be... Yeah, come she, on. She's, she's got the look and she's British. Mm. That's right, and she's very hot. <laughs> yeah. And Ben loves her, so, you know, he'll love that too. But, uh... But I don't, I don't know, like, I, after someone responded and said Jennifer Lawrence, I was like, well, now that's all I can really see. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know whether she would or they would want her, considering she's Katniss, in, it would be a pretty similar role. Yeah. I mean, Lara Croft is different, but, I mean, she, it's, it's going to be, like, stranded, um, harsh conditions, trying to survive, this is just... Mm. The Hunger Games. It'd be more survivalist, so I suppose I'll have to find someone who can fit that role. Like Angelina Jolie was sexy and everything, but like she wasn't. I don't know. She just wasn't Lara Croft. I don't know. She she fit like candy. She fit quite well. Oh, that's what Lara Croft. Yeah, was. I know. Those, I know. Those, but, those movies know. reflect those games. Yeah, 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 I suppose. And those games were very like the character was kind of a quintessential video game character yeah. back then. Whereas the Lara Croft in this new Tomb Raider, she's a bit more real. She, yeah, you she, can, I mean, not that I, I, I can't associate with her for obvious reasons, but like she's, she seems like a more realistic character, someone that's actually got real emotions, whereas the original Lara Croft was just a video game character. Yeah. You know, and they kind of tried to mimic that with Angelina Jolie, and they were a very similar character, and you had a real person portraying a fake, a video game character, whereas 
now with this movie, they'll be getting an actress to kind of tell this story of a video game character that was tra- that was made to be as real as possible and as genuine as possible. So I reckon it could work. I think it'll be good. I think we're starting to maybe get to the point with games where movie adapt- adaptations can work because the game is a solid enough foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's close enough to already being a movie. Yeah, like... Yeah. When they try and turn things like Mario into a movie, oh. that's where you fail. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And even and even the Prince of Persia movie was, it was fun, but it was kind of mm. not very great yeah, yeah. in the end. I, I like the Hitman movie. I don't know if anyone saw that. I haven't seen yes. that. No, I that actually, was I actually really enjoyed that. It didn't get reviewed very well, but... They're rebooting it with uh, the guy from Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Bizarre. That's, yeah, he's bizarre. I don't know how... I, I can't imagine what he's going to look like with a And sound like... That guy's got like the surfiest voice ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He does too. He's too dreamy to be... Well, they're doing, they're doing Splinter Cell with Tom Hardy as... Uh, Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher. So, Bane. Wow. Tom Hardy would be that's, good. That's he's a very good actor. Yeah, that's okay though. I can see that. No, that, I think that'll be good. Like, he's, he's actually a good actor. Like, when they actually get professional actors who are good at what they do into a video game movie, then you start to have some faith. Like, mm. um, And if they get people that write are good writers, uh, you know, it's it's a lot more promising than when it's just, you know, Yui Bowl or whatever that guy does. Oh, why is he still around? Um, and I didn't, I didn't know who was writing the Tomb Raider movie. It was, the, there's two guys and they wrote something that was pretty decent. And I can't remember what it is now. It's probably up there. Um, I think I know what you are talking about. They wrote Iron Man. Yes, which is a pretty good... Well, the first Iron Man was great. So they've got some rep then, so that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go see it. I mean, I I don't think I've seen all of any of the other ones. Like, I've probably seen parts, Mm -hmm. but I've never sat down and watched Tomb Raider. They were really shallow sort of popcorn flicks in the same way that any typical action game was, but they also weren't very good because they were video game movies. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. What else news have we got? This one's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know know what to call him. I don't know what to call call him. him Snoop, I think. Yeah, Snoop. Because I was writing a story about this and I thought... Do you call him Snoop Dogg or do you call him Snoop Lion? But then this game that he's come on to make called The Way of the Dog <laughs> <laughs> is about, I mean, it's detailed in the game's information that it's about Snoop Dogg. And it's talking about his reincarnation from dog to lion. And he's talking about how it's this emotional kind of look at his life, but yet it's a rhythm it's fighting a rhythm. game. It's a rhythm beat em up for PSN, Xbox Live, oh, and uh, iOS. It's definitely one of the most bizarre games. It's pretty funny. It's, but it comes out the same day as his new album. It comes out the same day as his first album as Snoop Lion. So I guess that's kind of the day when he officially becomes Snoop Lion. Yeah. Kind of like the day that Puff Daddy became P. Diddy. With his new album, like twelve years ago or something. Anyway, it could be good. You never know. I mean, no. Snoop, Snoop, <laughs> Snoop was involved with uh, another fighting game, uh, with you know, with the whole music element. Um, Def Jam Fight for New York. Yeah, now, but that, that's that's a that's a decent. That, series, that was a great game, yeah. you know, and that had the music element to it. So you never know. He, that was a great. Game. But this is this is like you need to. It's a beat. So it's a rhythm game. So you're gonna have to match the rhythm to make him fight. I, I don't know. Def Isn't Jam that kind of like a leap? 
Elite Beat Agents. Isn't yeah. that what that was? Pretty much. Where you kind of the like tap the That was good fun, though. That was a great game. That was one of the DS's best games. So it's a mobile game as well? Or is yeah. It? iOS. Oh. iOS and oh, I don't know how they made that work. But not Wii U. Not Wii U, no. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. Well. Yeah. What else did we hear about this week that's probably not going to come to Wii U? Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> the guy... I can't yeah, remember his that's name. That's pretty shocking, though. The guy from Mojang said that they're looking at putting Minecraft on the PlayStation, whether that's 3, Vita, 4, whatever, um, once the exclusivity deal with Microsoft expires. And when they when he was asked about Wii U, he just said probably not. Or yeah. Not very likely. Which is really weird. I don't get it. I, I think it has... I don't. It might have something to do with hardware limitations. We don't know because Minecraft seems like a very simple game. Yeah. But it does take a bit to run. Like you can't run it on a crappy. No, it's once you start getting big, yeah, big yeah. spaces and. Um, and I don't think Nintendo's very open with those sorts of games, like from a kind of a garage indie dev standpoint. You know, I, I think don't... they were being really indie friendly. Like that's what every, I... all the reports have been that they were being really indie friendly. Like, that's why those chasing Aurora and Trine, they're all coming yeah. out on Wii U because it was it was cheap and easy to make stuff on Wii U, and the shop was good. And Nintendo were being like low with their licensing mm-hmm. fees, and it might it might be it might have to do with the market. They might see Wii U. I mean, they won't be the only devil publisher that's thought that. They might not see the market as being there to justify developing this because if they develop it for a Wii U, they have to incorporate the gamepad. Oh yeah, that's extra you know? development. And time. I mean, they've got to they've got to rejig the game. They've got to add features in that would separate that that version from other versions. So maybe, but then the, the, it, but it just work, looks like it makes sense. To, it like, does make sense with the gamepad, <laughs> like the inventory, and you could yeah, do all yeah. your crafting on the gamepad, and yeah, Nintendo know. maybe will make its own version. Mario Craft. <laughs> Mario Craft. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can see it on PS3 either. Well, it works on Xbox. Yeah, it works pretty well on Xbox. Yeah, I Xbox mean, version is actually really. There are more people playing it yeah. on Xbox. I think Xbox is the most popular version. Isn't yeah, it? it's just no, no. Sorry, it's not as popular as PC. But there's more people playing Minecraft than there are playing COD and Halo and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like Which the number just one. Out, it's just outrageous. Um, but I, it, I guess it kind of works if. If you've got Xbox Live, you've got friends playing. I mean, it is a multiplayer game. Yeah. At the heart of it, it's it's a multiplayer game. Maybe that's why it's not coming with you. Well, maybe. I think I think it would be really cool if um, if a PlayStation version had cross save, so you could play it on your PS3 and then or four or whatever, <laughs> and then you could play it, continue your save, play it on your Vita, on the yeah, tram yeah. or whatever, and then you know come home and you've done some progress while you've been away on the tram. That's the whole point of the Vita for me, I reckon. Like, it, it, Sure, they can release games to the just for Vita, but I'm always more interested in stuff when it's like, this game is for PS3, but also you can play it on your Vita and continue where you left off when you get home. Some yeah. people were that desperate for that feature with Nino Kuni that someone actually like um, made it possible for that game yeah, yeah. to be ported to the Vita. Like, that's like I mean. How do they work the the, the back triggers though? I honestly don't pad. know. They they would probably uh, incorporate the touchpad. Because I would assume that that would be uh, kind of a turn off for devs, because a lot of games use those buttons quite yeah, it's predominantly. 
and they might think, well, the touchpad, it's not as effective. I don't know. I think the touchpad actually works. Quite no, I, I, I think it's a gimmick, personally. Like, yeah, I think it, I think it, the way it's been used in, like, say, like Assassin's Creed Liberation, I just got so frustrated with it. So that, that's just something that... Pocket. Yeah. It was worse, and it failed half the time. And, and opening letters, like, oh, I don't want to use the touchpad just for yeah. that. Like, oh, but... Like, yeah, yeah, just... You run your fingers across the front and back screens. It was really dumb. Really dumb. It's just sad to see that the Wii U is missing out on like some big name, third party names. Well, I just read today. It's probably old news, but like Activision have been bringing nothing for Wii U. Yeah, exactly. 007 Legends didn't come. They're not bringing Survival, uh, Walking Dead Survival Instinct, and they're not bringing the Amazing Spider-Man um, Ultimate Edition. So to they're Wii U. not nothing. anymore. And EA as well, ignoring I thought them. they were. I thought these yeah. games were announced. Maybe, was this the last no, couple of they days? Are couple of they're out, but they're not coming to Australia. Oh, okay, that's like, right. Yeah, okay. Because I knew that they were on Which the Which I don't yeah. understand either, because fair enough if you don't want to spend the money to have the shelf space and do the marketing, but why not just put it on the eShop? Like, it's true. Surely that's going to be worth it for them. I guess it's like supply and demand is kind of drilled into them with it point where, look, if the market's not here, if people haven't bought Activision games in the past on Nintendo platforms, why think, should we even bother? I think I don't know if it's that or whether they just don't yeah. think the Wii U's going to do well for them. I mean, because people can obviously still buy the Activision games if they want them from the UK, but the mm. fact that we're being ignored entirely is really it's weird. It's kind of like GameCube 2.0. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like back in the days of sort of Super NES stuff when games just didn't come out in Australia because yeah, we were yeah, such a yeah. tiny market but they know that we're not anymore yeah. so. and it's it's interesting I actually said this in last week's podcast we, we met with uh, PlayStation Australia last week and they were quite adamant that Australia is one of the most important markets in the globe, uh, around the globe and, and this comes this is on level with the US North America rather yeah. and Europe and they bundle us with that market Japan's a market in its own right yeah but they do consider us to be a big market. So, you know, what is Nintendo doing wrong? Because once upon a time, it was with the Wii, it was doing so well. The DS was doing strong as well, the 3DS as well. But it seems like they're kind of going down this Wii U, to, uh, this GameCube path again, where I'm going to end up importing all the best exclusives, like I did with like Killer 7 and RE4, because they just came out here, they either never, never came or they came months after the US release. Yeah, or in tiny, tiny quantities. But it's funny because with the Wii, you had, I think it was Xenoblade Chronicles came, kind of came to power before it went to North America. Well, the same with Pandora's Tower. That's been out here mm. for a while. But I think it's only just coming out in the US. In the US, yeah. The last I, think, story as well. I think that in that case, they're using this market as maybe a rough guide to say, well, look, the Australian market, the US market, the Australian market's significantly smaller, but if a game does well there, chances are it's going to do well, super, really well in the US. Yeah. Um, but if a game does well in the US, it might not necessarily do well in Australia, yeah. which is sort of interesting. But I guess they, they tested it. I think it had more to do with Europe than it, it did Australia. It's just really, I don't know, it's, it's unfair for Wii U fans and people who yeah. bought a Wii U because you know, maybe they want, want Spider-Man and maybe they want Walking Dead and maybe they want 007, even though that was reviewed awfully. But they should be able to have the choice to buy it or not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, most people buy Nintendo consoles for the Nintendo games, but I know that, like, you know, if I got a Wii U now, which I haven't, you know, I'd like to have the option. I, I just don't get it. Like, they say that, you know, that it's next-gen and that, you know, they're, they're going to provide hardcore, you know, gamers these uh, 
options, but when developers and publishers don't support them, it's just kind of concerning. Yeah. It's really concerning. So. It's been, I think it's been Nintendo's story since N64. Pretty much. They have a couple of generations where they're okay with third-party developers. Like, I think the GameCube, sure, people, I remember you guys said just before, you know, they didn't get a lot of support, but compared to, say, Nintendo 64 era, they got zero, pretty much zero third-party support. At least, you know, on the GameCube, they had Activision that popping mm. out, Def Jam, and... And all, you know, they actually had a lot of third Metal of Honor. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It was a great console. And I can't remember the Wii. I don't know if the Wii had a lot of third-party support. I, know, I remember Call of Duty was on there, but... Not really, because it think, was just too underpowered. So it's just the same same sort of um, hole again. I think Nintendo has just struggled with third-party for a really, really long time. Like, even on GameCube, even though there was third-party stuff, it wasn't the same as the other ones. Yeah, it was always weaker, there was less and, options. Um, you know, in the end, it was more about... Nintendo games in first and second party and then with Wii mm. like I I don't think I even really own any non-Nintendo games on my Wii because it was just well, I, actually I have a few but there just wasn't that much point in yeah. buying them because they were awful on Wii and the ones that were exclusive I did buy but they stopped making those because not enough people bought them and it just was you know a spiral for the Wii so the Wii U starting off the Wii U starting off in the position that the Wii left it in, which is not much third-party support, mm. and no matter what Nintendo seems to do, I don't know, they never seem to attract that core market or those core games, and I yeah. think it's just, I don't know. It's kind of like an up and downward spiral, because with the N64, they had average third-party support, but they had a really, I think they had a pretty strong first-party lineup, especially when they had Rare, who was just pumping out great game after great game. Then they went kind of to the GameCube and they thought, we're going to make a piece of hardware for hardcore gamers. This is for a gamer that wants to play third party, wants to play first party Nintendo games. And then they stuffed it in a purple cube. And then they put it in a purple (laughs) cube and no one wanted it because they thought, well, I don't want to console for a three-year-old, I want to... With mini-discs. Yeah, I mean, what, what is this? There was this? nothing wrong with it. It was, a, no. it was one of my... I think it's, it is probably it, up there. SNES is my, is my favourite my favorite console. Yeah, yeah. And then they they did really well with third parties, but they finished last, even though they were the only company in that generation to make a profit from their games division. Sony and Microsoft both lost a lot of money in their game division from the PS2 and Xbox. Nintendo made, made a truckload of money. Yeah. And then they came out at E3 and said, this is what gamers want. And they gave us the Wii. And gamers were like, no, that's not really what we want. This, that's what maybe Nintendo fans want, but that's not what gamers in general want. And they had this casual audience that are going to drop off just as quickly as they're going to drop off from the newest iPhone game, which is exactly what the cat that market does now. They had no third-party support. They've tried to go back to the GameCube route, but at the same time, it's still got that Wii sort of people expect it to offer the same sort of experience as we it doesn't the market's really unstable people don't know who it's appealing to so yeah it's bizarre it is bizarre but they'll be right they'll be right their share price has just tumbled over the last three or four years their cash can't be they got a big cash reserve well well the thing is that their, their stocks have just fallen I mean they can't last forever and if it keeps falling they're going to run out of money well, they, yeah, they either need they either need to do something to make Wii U sell and make gamers buy Wii U's and games on Wii U, or they need to stop worrying about console hardware, focus on handhelds, and make games. That would be such a sad day. 
That would be such a sad day if they do that. It would be a sad day, but I think it would be... If it was a choice between no more Nintendo or that, then that's obviously the better option. Yeah, I wonder if... I'll probably get hounded for this, but like, I just think that games like Super Smash Bros. and a new Mario game, they need to have... They need to be released within the first 12 months of the console. Yeah. And we're probably not going to get Super Smash Bros. until 2015. Mario won't be out until 2014. You know, and... I, I understand that, you know, it's not... You, you don't rush those sorts of games. You don't... They should have been... It's going to be quality, but it doesn't seem like a good business decision. They and should have had those ready. They should have... Yeah, yeah. It should have shipped with the console. It should have had... This is our big first-party game that's going to ship consoles. And even, I mean... Look at the PS3. It didn't have an amazing... It had a decent launch lineup, but it had resistance and said, look, this is what the PS3 is capable of now. And people were kind of impressed. It wasn't the best game... But at least it had sort of like something that could demonstrate what was capable on the hardware. And people said, well, this is the kind of game that we want for the piece of hardware. Whereas we couldn't really say that about anything on Wii U. Well, the Wii U had a decent launch lineup, but it was ports yeah. of, of two-year-old games. And it was a Mario platformer that that doesn't do anything to show off the Wii U. That's what I was going to say. There was nothing, yeah, there was nothing right on launch to wow people. Zombie U was okay for what it did, but it was... It's no Condemned. And it was, I mean, it wasn't Red Steel, so it was better than that. But it wasn't, it wasn't something that you don't need to buy a Wii U for yeah. Zombie. It's not like it's not a must-have experience. Why, why not? Why not launch with like Wave Race? They should have launched with Lego City. Yeah, yeah. Because that, to me, that feels like the first reason to own a Wii U. That's yeah. a strong, strong third-party game. Well, no, actually, no, that's exclusive, isn't it? It's on 3DS. Because that, it's that, th- it's that, third-party, but it's exclusive to Nintendo. That sort of game will ship consoles. I mean, I wouldn't buy it for that reason, but you're going to have a, a specific market that's going to be like, Mum, Dad, I want that game. Yeah. Not necessarily, I'm not talking like five-year-olds, I'm talking about the kind of demographic that Nintendo needs to keep the hardware that aren't going to say or aren't going to complain about having no software they're going to have the hardware they're going to love it and they're going to rush out and buy anything that comes out on the system so yeah they probably should have launched with that they should have launched with Lego City they should have launched with Rayman those two games would have sold Wii U's and yeah. they're both third party mm-hmm. but instead they launched with New Super Mario Brothers and Nintendo Land which yeah. Nintendo Land is not, is not Wii Sports Wii Sports showed what the Wii could do and everyone went mad. Nintendo Land's kind of a bit mm. weirder, and it's the whole issue with the gamepad. Like, they don't know how to market it, people don't understand it, Yeah. and people don't know what the Wii U is. It's, it's too complicated for something that should be far more simpler than what it is. Like, I shouldn't be struggling to figure out how to play a tech demo in Nintendo Land on my gamepad. Yeah. And I was struggling to do that. Maybe because <laughs> maybe can I'm not that. Can you play off screen on gamepad? I think on, I think some like of them you can. Okay. Not all of them, but I mean, it, it it it's not clear enough to make me to stop me from trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then I'll end up going around in circles and putting the gamepad down in just in frustration. But anyway, I say we move on from that. Yeah. <laughs> we do spend a lot of time talking about Nintendo. Oh wow. And but it's I honestly think that. Lego City coming out this month and Monster Hunter might be the beginning of the where you kind of turning around. If they can get some momentum off that and then keep it going through mm. the rest of the year with like Pikmin and Wario mm. and maybe if Mario Kart comes out. And obviously they're going to announce some stuff at E3 that we haven't seen. 
And if there's some good announcements there and Mario Kart comes out towards Christmas, maybe they can get some momentum mm-hmm. going with Wii U and start actually you know, competing in this generation because the PS4 is coming out next year. So yeah, they need, like, they need to start selling because otherwise this whole year and a bit that they have head start is going to mean nothing. And um, they, Wii U was outsold by Vita as well in Japan, which is wow. crazy. That's... I mean, even though the, the Vita had... I know the Japanese, they go crazy over their handhelds. Um, but, and I mean, it had some decent software, I believe, to kind of push that as well. But even with a price cut, a new piece of console hardware, it should not be trumped by something like the Vita, PS Vita. As great as the Vita potentially is, mm-hmm. it's got, a, I think, a pretty decent niche lineup of games, especially in Japan. It's a different market altogether, but that's just unheard of. And that's really disappointing. Yeah. Really disappointing. Nintendo must be working on something, but we'll just have to wait and see. Sure. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay, so this is pretty interesting. Well, yes. Would you like to... Care sure. To... Um, Thief. So this is a kind of a reboot of a classic. Is it a reboot, remake? Reimagining is what they yeah, said. Yeah, same so. thing. Um, of your classic stealth franchise. So there's been Thief 1 and 2, right? Or was there... Th- Thief 3? It was Thief 3 in 2004. It was yeah. a while ago. Yeah, so it's it's been a while, but this is next-gen exclusive in PC, so... And this was... Big. Irrational, or Ken Levine had something to do with Thief uh, maybe, yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. There's some, there was some big developers There was some good it. pedigree, anyway. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big franchise. Well, it's a PC franchise. I know we were just talking about the Wii U, but this was one thing that I noticed when this um, came up, and it yeah. said... Um, PS4, PC, and other next-gen yeah. consoles. They don't count Wii U in that. No, category. so obviously Thief's not coming to Wii U. No, of course not. We, no which we can assume. Yeah. So that's just another mm. blow for the Wii. It is. It is. Anyway, Thief. What I find interesting with this game is that the last. So we had Dishonored last year. Yep. Last year we had Deus Ex. Deus Ex as well. So we've had like as a stealth genre that is. I, I kind of bundle it with survival horror in that the whole experience is about engaging the player with this patient, slow, rewarding grind. Yeah. And we're kind of being told that these genres don't have a big enough mass market and developers and publishers just don't want to take a risk with them. But I think that this is really good news. I think that the fact that it's coming to console and they kind of pushed it out as being a PS4 game. Even though Thief is a, is a PC franchise, they kind of pushed it as being this game that they're going to showcase on the PS4. That's the way I saw it. I saw it as a PS4 game. We'll probably see it on PS4 at E3. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But, um, yeah, I just, I think it's, I think it's great that we're seeing this. Hopefully this will kind of, you think at the start of every, at the start of every generation we kind of get this push of new, new IPs, new franchises, new, kind of a return to genres that had kind of gone down the wayside, which is what we saw with the Xbox 360, we got Condemned, yeah. which is actually a great game, it's kind of aged a bit now, but it was a great survival, and they launched with a survival horror first person game, Yeah. and now the PS4 is going to get this stealth game, I think it's great that these genres are sl- slowly coming back and it's not just shooters and your typical third person action games still being relevant. Well, it's awesome. it's just, it, I don't understand how... Developers and um, not developers, so much as publishers, publishers don't get yeah. it. It's like when, when a game like 
Deus Ex or Thief or Dishonored or games like that come out once every few years or Bioshock Infinite, mm-hmm. they sell massive amounts and fair enough Call of Duty is an anomaly. Mm-hmm. But you look at other games and they do sell a lot but they start just... The game suffers and the community um, become weary of the game mm-hmm. year after year after year and look at Dead Space, they added in all this action and all the sort of series fans yeah, yeah. have been like, well, why did you do this? And it's kind of... And it gets to this weird middle ground where survival horror fans are like, well, this is weird and too much action. And action fans are like, this is all all this slow, boring bits I don't like. And they, I don't, they don't need to put every genre inside every game and they don't need yeah, to put yeah. action inside every game. this is game. why it's a great time for Thief to come back, to remind us like why those mm. those things are popular in the first place. Thief's another game in the... Um, it won't be in the same year, but it, I'm going to call it that anyway, the year of the bow and arrow. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there seems to be an obsession what with that, that. There was Crisis. Tomb Raider. Tomb, Tomb Raider. Raider. Um, did you have one in Assassin's Creed? You did. Don't ask me. Assassin's Creed 3. Gears of War Judgment. I haven't played 3. Um, did I say Crisis? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, Thief. Like, it's yeah. all, all these games with bows. Yeah. Kind of ditching the, the gun. For now. Yeah. But I think this will be interesting to see. And this will be a good um, display of what the PS4 mm. can do. Because much as we saw in that Sony meeting... I don't know how much of that was pre-rendered or... Yeah, that's true, because we, we remember Killzone. And they showed history. another Killzone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, bringing back a massive franchise like this, and it's by the guys who... Idos Montreal, who made Deus Ex Human mm, Revolution. Mm. Um, so as, as, if they do as well with Thief as they did with that, I think it's going to be yeah. in safe hands, as long as they don't outsource the boss... Yeah, yes. but, um, and, and it it, it uh, may as well be a new franchise because yeah. it's not it's not let's be honest it's not mass market appeal I hate using that term but it's yeah. not and it's it's a it is a niche franchise with a massive PC fan base. But I think you, I think that also um, why something like Dishonored has done so well even this late in the this generation mm. of consoles is that gamers are starting to look for different experiences. Yeah, yeah, definitely, no doubt. And so people, people, younger people who might have started gaming in, say, GameCube PS2 days, they're sort of, I'm just going to generalise, they're sort of like your COD gamer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as they're sort of getting a bit older, they're probably like getting sick of just the FPS action games and now they're starting to look for something else. Yeah, and they're sick of the annualisation of Call, Call of Duty. Like, it's not everything now. They've realised that. So it's good to see that Dishonored definitely. You know, did well. Definitely. Well, I read that Dishonored exceeded the sales expectations and they were going to make it a franchise mm-hmm. now because it had done so well. But, I mean, what, are we really in such a, any, a place now where a great game of a new franchise, it's surprising to see it do well? Yeah. I mean, this, uh, that, it, it, it's like, oh, we're, we're, this has exceeded our expectations. Well, what the hell were your expectations? You've made a great game. How often does a great game tank? How often does a great game tank? You know, I mean, you've got a game like Aliens Colonial Marines that that tanked because it sold well in the first week. Sales dropped almost 100 percent in the second week because it's not a very good game. No, you know, and it's a license and it's a it's a big franchise, it's a big name. But if it's not going to if it's not a good game, people aren't going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so games like Dishonored, we've we hopefully we see more and people take more risks. Um, I don't know. If we'll get that from Microsoft, I think we're more likely to get that on PS4 
than the next Xbox, but yeah. PlayStation seem to be taking a lot more risks. Yeah, for them it's kind of like look, this is the line that we've always been going down. We're going to stick to this line. We don't care that we're struggling financially, even if we are. And they seem so optimistic about what they're doing and so confident in what they're doing, even with their television. You know how they're evolving that market and what they're doing there. They're so confident in their technology that you kind of want to throw your support behind them. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft's kind of like, yeah, well, we have the capacity to mix things up and change it up because we're kind of over this audience and we've had this hardcore audience, but now we're going to go down the casual route because, well, we think they're more, you know, they're easily monetized and we can do this. Not not to call out Microsoft, I only play Xbox, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Sony's really confident in their tech, and I think devs have sh- kind of shown that towards the end of the cycle this gen, at least first-party devs, but they've had the confidence, I mean, beyond. Yeah. That is just, it's such a weird game in the sense that it's, you only get a game like that once or twice a generation. Yeah. And this is going to be the second game from the same dev team that made Heavy Rain, which did so well, surprisingly. Yeah, but it's, it's a great game. Different. Yeah, it's a great game and it's different. Taking risks, something different, and that's why the PlayStation is still good. Like people say, exclusives are dying, but that's still the reason why you buy a PlayStation. Yeah, you know, like Mario or Link is the reason why you buy a Nintendo console. But Microsoft, you know, what's happening with that? Well, you buy it there. That's entertainment for them, and that's understandable. I think that there's a market there, and if you've got a, a piece of hardware that has a large audience, has a lot of people buying it, saying, well, I want my Foxtel, my YouTube, my internet, everything you want. Hulu, my Netflix, mate. Sorry? Hulu, Netflix. Yeah. If if people are going to say, well, I need an entertainment box, they're going to buy their Xbox, the market's going to be big enough, devs are going to make games for it. Yeah. You know, and that's the way Microsoft sees it, whereas Sony's kind of like, we want to sort of push developers to say, we know you can do this, show us that you can do it, whereas Microsoft's like, they'll come to us. Yeah. You know? Not that people wouldn't go to Sony, but not that people wouldn't go to the PlayStation, but they're kind of instilling this confidence themselves, this, this self-confidence in their products, which, yeah, is good. I guess the one last thing that was big, big-ish news this week was Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Oh, the worst we missed, we missed that, far out. I know, I only thought of it when we were talking about Thief. But um, officially unveiled on Monday. Uh, Interesting. You are, what is it? Edward Kenway, is that his name? The yep. father of Hatham. So you're Connor's grandfather. <laughs> so they've gone back in time a bit. Yeah, you've lost me already. And it's actually a numbered sequel, so it is Assassin's Creed 4, but it's called Black Flag. Yeah. And it, um, I think they forgot about Wind Waker when they said they're planning to create the, the video game's first aquatic overworld. Yeah, so probably. <laughs> they did forget that Wind Waker existed <laughs> 10 years ago. Mm. Um, but... You are a pirate, and you are an assassin. Yeah. And as much as I enjoyed the naval stuff in um, Assassin's Creed 3, I think Assassin's Creed 4 is just a perfect example of everything that's gone wrong with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. How do we go from a game about um, assassins versus Templars in the Crusades, where you kill people to try and prevent this um, greater evil coming forth, to now you are a pirate. They're, they're just trying to refresh um, it. And it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. They should have kept it, like, they shouldn't have annualised this one. They should have left another year for the... They could for have left a number couple of years. Yeah, for the, number, the next numbered entry, like they did with AC3, where they, was it Brotherhood, then Revelations, then they had three. And, you they know, could have, they, I mean, they should have waited, and they should have 
they should have not released another Assassin's Creed on these consoles, and then even if they had to put it at launch with PS4 or yeah, that would have been the Xbox, best. I mean, that would have helped sell consoles. It would have the game would have sold, and they could yeah. use the next gen tech as well yeah. instead of um, scaling it back on the current consoles. I mean, and it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't look any different from any of the other Assassin's Creeds. <laughs> not really. I, I, I think Ben made an interesting point. He wrote an article saying about how it's kind of becoming the next Call of Duty in the sense that they're, they're milking the franchise in that they're trying to come up with all these different ideas, but it's really just the same game yeah. packaged a different way. And I started thinking, I mean, the, the, the title itself reminds me of kind of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Does this mean we're going to kind of go down this route where we see Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, Black Flag 2? Black 2, yeah. And then, I mean, it's it's possible because I mean possible. they obviously love that era to go back to it after such, you know, in Assassin's Creed Three there was so much. Well, it's it's another, it's like a hundred years earlier, or not not a hundred, but it's earlier again, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just this idea of having the freedom to, I mean, having the sea and and having that theme itself gives the player freedom to explore a world rather than a city. Well, this is what they're saying too, that they want to take it more back towards Assassin's Creed 1, where rather than missions being hold hold your hands and you've got to do it this way, mm. you've got to go this way and talk to this person and chase this person, it's more about here is the goal, go and yeah, do it however yeah. you want. Which, that sounds interesting to me. Mm. And if, they, if they actually live up to that and fulfil that promise, then this will probably be a much better game than Assassin's Creed 3, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Assassin's Creed 3, while I enjoyed it, it was nowhere near as good as any of the ones that came before it. And I think it, from from Brotherhood is when it's, there was the decline of the of the franchise. And I don't know. Maybe they can turn it around with Assassin's Creed 4 and this radical shift. But I don't know. It's just when did assassins become pirates and um, you know male men and uh, you know, like all the stuff that they do and they don't do it secretly anymore like it just seems like they're way out mm. in the open and they've uh, they've jumped the shark or the whale the whale did you see that Peter would yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny Peter. And, then, and then Ubisoft came back and said we don't condone whaling in the same sense we don't condone living like a pirate yeah. as if to say it's just a game get over it please anyway. so well, on one hand Thief is announced and uh, you know that's exciting and I'm sure Assassin's Creed 4 is very exciting for some people as, as well, in the same way that Thief's probably not exciting for other people. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know, I think Thief is sort of symbolic of the new generation and getting some new ideas mm. and breathe some life back into some games, whereas Assassin's Creed 4 is this perfect example of we're going to drive this into the ground until the end of the console generation. Yeah, pretty much. It's safe. That's what it is and then, but we know we're going to get more from them because they kind of love launches. So that was the other thing too. Like they can, like Assassin's Creed, because it's in the past, they can do anything they yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as they revealed it, and it was like a blonde white man, I was like, seriously, like they did Liberation, and it was an African American or French African American mm. Aveline, and she was a really awesome, interesting character. And then they showed this white dude, and I was like. Ugh. Yawn. Like, they could do anyone and anything they want. And they do the boring. And they just do the normal. Yeah, they played safe. They played safe. They took the risk on Vita and then they're playing it safe. I mean, they took a risk by making it on the ocean, but it's not that big of a risk because yeah, a lot like 
As from what I've read and understood, a lot of people thought that the naval stuff was the best part of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that as well. And that's so probably why they're continuing it. That's probably why they're continuing it without all the. Um... They should have just made a pirate game and then an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> Assassin's Creed doesn't have to mean everything. It wouldn't sell as well though. Yeah. They need the name behind it. They it wouldn't sell. Name. It wouldn't sell. But a pirate game would be awesome. We need a good pirate game. Well, it's just like that. Um, like this, it annoys me. They've got the assassin symbol on the flag with a skull in it, and it's just little things like yeah, that. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's so generic. But I'm hiding it. It's so cliche. Anyway, I think we're done with. with there hasn't news, been any exciting next gen no. hardware news this week, which is a shame. Nothing at all. Just and and Microsoft said that their meeting is just an yeah. internal meeting, not a. Which is garbage. I mean, obviously they'd be meeting every year, but surely they're going to be showing off the next Xbox at this meeting. Oh yeah, they, they would have these meeting. meetings. Yeah, I mean, sure. And they're not going to wait until next year to show it. So, anyway, um, about this time we will play a new secret sound. Yes. Well, do, we, do we have a prize this week? Um, we might. Should we? We can give away a copy of SimCity, maybe. No. There's conduit too. What about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings Collector's Edition figurine. Lord of the Rings War in the North Collector's Edition. There's no game in there, it's just the figurine. Oh really? <laughs> but it's it's a, it's actually great. It's great. The figurine is probably better than the game. Yes. Probably. Yes, I heard so. Yes. It's, a, it's actually pretty decent. We'll try and get a photo of that on there. Yes, that'd be good. And we will play the sound right now. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yes, it is. <laughs> Um, if they want to get in contact with you, Itano, how do they do that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, is probably the best way. So, Gaetano underscore Prestia. I'm not going to spell that out. Nope, that's fine. And Nathan? Uh, just on Twitter as well, at NathMissa. And you can contact me at Leo at com or at DeltaPhoenix on Twitter. And you can email the podcast friendlyfirecast at gmail.com you can tell us that you love us or you tell us that you hate us or guess the secret sound or ask us questions and we will respond to them on the air um, anything you want to say we can do that um, okay. you can also fi- so you can find us at mmgn.com and survivor.com every Monday um, and also we'll be doing a panel at PAX by all so that's cast. confirmed is it? I believe it is. Yay. So you can come Exciting. along and do live secret sound, and we've got some good ideas planned, I'm sure. This is what Steve tells me. Oh, wow. This is going to be good. <laughs> and other than no, that, it should be good. It should be we good. are out for another week. Yep. Great. Bye. See ya. Peace.